everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Voices in Japan podcast with Ben and Burke. In today's episode, we talk a little bit about drinking and business culture in Japan, and Ben lets me uh, vent uh, some of my frustrations about how that affects productivity at the office. Uh, we also talk about the Rugby World Cup, which is still in full swing here in Japan, and Japan is doing very well. And actually, Ben has some suspicions a little bit about the success that Japan has had recently, and it's pretty interesting to hear him talk about that. And we also talk about a very somber topic, which is funerals in Japan. Obviously, these are quite different than how they are in Western culture. It's based on Buddhist tradition, and we talk about that. We talk about some of the expenses that are involved、uh, with funerals. And we also talk about cremation, which is very rare in Western cultures, but it's very, very common in Japan. And for a Westerner who experiences and attends a cremation, it can be a very, very difficult experience. We actually recorded this episode while we were out on the town at one of the restaurants that we go to quite often, Kushidori or Yakitori or Meat on a Stick or Skewers. For people who are in Sapporo, they know this restaurant quite well. For people who've lived here before, it might be a little nostalgic to hear some of the background noise. And for people who've never been to Japan before, it might be interesting to hear the waiters and waitresses serving food and the other customers enjoying themselves. So we hope you enjoy the episode. 1,2,3 So, how's work? <laughs> It's funny you bring that up, man. Because,、uh, well, actually, now that we're out here、uh, drinking here,、uh, well, I was just thinking because of work, because Japan like, has this whole thing about improving productivity in, at the company. But, like,、uh, man, my company, and I think a lot of Japanese companies, like,、uh, obviously, drinking culture is a very important part of business, right? So the guys go out drinking, like, At least once a week, sometimes twice a week. Including you?、Uh, sometimes, but I, I, do, I do as much as possible to avoid going out for this specific reason that I'm about to mention. Because those guys, man, they go out and, man, they just like probably drink until like four or five in the morning. They're not young guys either. On a weeknight? Yeah. Most of them are like my age or older. And,、uh, and then obviously, like the whole next day is just shot. <laughs> yeah,、right. You know? Like everybody comes in, their voices are like those hungover voices, were like super deep. Like half of them are trying to like. Stinking just, the booze? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like talking, like smelling like alcohol. Like、uh, some of them are just like struggling, like not to rush to the bathroom, probably to like throw up or something. And I'm like just thinking about it. And. If I haven't been out with them then, that night before, then I'm just sitting there thinking, like, man, this like, whole meeting right now, like, nothing's getting done, like, this whole morning, like, because nothing's going to happen. Because everyone, like, to be honest, though, some of them are pretty impressive. Because they'll have been out the whole night, and, like, you won't even really notice, like, that, that it's affected them. What about you? Do you join them? And, like, you stay have, out till, like, no, five, no, no, four no. Whenever I join them, I always, like, use my family situation to take off. And I think. I think actually it's easier for them because they want to like try to, you know, be like, whenever like there's a foreigner there, they still a little bit feel like they've got to 
make sure the foreigners enjoying themselves or like have a conversation if I'm not completely joined. And I think part of it too, maybe sometimes they don't want to me to see like how crazy it can get. You know, <laughs> you didn't hold it back a little bit. Yeah, well, well, that, but also like uh, I don't know exactly all the places they go to, you know, and <laughs> right. I don't know if they want me to know all the places they go to. So I'm also kind of thinking about them when I try to go home early sometimes too, you know. Mm. But uh, but yeah, when I go out, I mean, I've always been pretty good. Like I can function the next day, and I can work really hard but I mean man honestly sometimes it's like a regular thing like week after week you know and it's like man Japan like talks about improving productivity but in reality like this whole culture drinking culture as part of like work culture like completely like ruins productivity at least like one or two days a week you know and uh, I mean I don't think it'll ever change or anything because it's that way but uh, I don't know it's been a little bit of something frustrating me Recently, did like the like the bosses ever say anything about that? Like when you know, obviously workers come in smelling, obviously not very, not being very productive. Like no one says anything. Only if a person is like passed out of their desk, <laughs> has to go that far. Yeah, <laughs> then they're like, man, someone wake that guy up. You know? <laughs> right. That's only they don't they don't get like a telling off or like a you know. No, you it's should, completely you opposite. Be, you no, shouldn't no, no. get so wasted. No, it's completely opposite. It's like when are we gonna do that again? <laughs> man? It's like they, yeah, is, they kind like of tease each other. Of, also showing how dedicated they are to their jobs like being able to go out get that wasted and then still come into work on time and to be able to be there rather than actually be productive and it's like almost showing their faces it's that but I think even more than that it's like uh, the traditional way of thinking about like your job is like you know company first family second private time third or whatever if you're just like giving and a lot of these guys are transferred uh, you know to the city without their family they're living by themselves mm. so it's like you know if you're going to be 100% a part of the company then you're going to do everything that's you know a part of that as well is going out with your bosses or your juniors or whatever so it's almost like that getting wasted part is a part of work exactly yeah, yeah. it's part of the it's part of your like well what we would consider like family culture but for it's work culture is even more important yeah mm-hmm. so if you're 100% about it then you're participating in all of that and if you're not doing that and everyone's like how long can you really survive so yeah. do you think these dudes next to us are doing exactly that <laughs> I would think so except for like I think the fact that they're here at uh, Kushidori instead of like obviously the first place they go to isn't like some you know establishment or something but it's kind of more of a very much more local place like it's like the first, like the first place yeah yeah, yeah yeah or like a regular place they go to mm. and this is kind of more of a like chain <clears throat> restaurant a bit you know so yeah and plus like I don't see them slamming beers you know? <laughs> And that's the other thing, like... I guess it's still a bit early, like 8.30. Well, it is, but when I've been out with them, like, they'll, like, basically, like, uh, what's called, like, wet their beak with, like, a beer. But after that, it's, like, straight to shochu. (laughs) Really? Or straight to Nihon. They hit the strong stuff. So they're they're out to get wasted, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It doesn't work. I mean, they're out to forget the night. (laughs) Like, it's crazy, man. Have you been like that before? Like, do you get to a point where you just, like... Just really drunk. Not with, with not with the guys in the company. Do you try to you try to hold back, hold back a bit. 
Yeah, because I don't want, I mean, for better or for worse, I don't want them to look at me as a regular. Because then they're going to be like, the more I like keep myself as a non-regular, they won't ever ask me. Or when they do ask me, like, it'll be because, like, I have to go. You know? Right, you don't so, want to be part of that group. Yeah, again, try to, the group. yeah, try to keep, and it's, and it's smart, I think. It is, but it's strange because I sit, like, in the, in the middle of all of them. So the next morning, like, I'm just hearing about everything that happened the night before, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny, man. It's pretty funny, but at the same time, I'm like, man, this is why nothing gets done. <laughs> yeah. so. You're the only one working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, is it, should we even have this meeting right now? You know? so. Besides that, uh, man, rugby is still going on. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what was last week in Japan versus... Did they beat Samoa yeah that was an amazing game yeah man. yeah but then you think right at the end you know they were going for that fourth try yeah to get the bonus point yeah don't you think like that shouldn't have happened because Samoa had the ball time yeah. was already run out why didn't they just kick the ball out do you know what I mean and then also when it turned over shouldn't the game have just ended yeah, well, that's but the they carried on playing. I don't understand all the rules too much. So when it like all of a sudden Japan like because yeah like Japan had a chance and like something happened where Samoa got the ball back and it was like only like two minutes left and then some well, somehow like Japan all of a sudden got the ball back right there at the, near the uh, yeah. end of the field and stuff. Right. So yeah, I don't I don't know I didn't think about it too much but. Except for that, I was like, man, this is amazing. Are they really going to score? Yeah. Or score a try or whatever. Yeah. But so you're saying a little bit like it was a little bit something fishy? Yeah, yeah, I think there. so. Yeah, because also Samoa were losing by a lot. They could just kick the ball out and then the game would have finished. But do you think like Samoa was doing it or do you think the officials were doing it? I think something? a bit of both. Like, oh, I definitely, really? I, I think the officials were involved too because when it turned over, I don't know why the game just didn't finish then. You know, where yeah, well, I don't know as soon as are. Samoa got the ball, yeah, then it should have just finished. Because I think the time was up by then. It was going into overtime. I'm, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, Actually, time had expired yeah, for no, some reason. So Japan were attacking, yeah. right? Time had expired, and then Samoa got the ball. Yeah. But time had expired, and then it changed over during that time. Okay. So I was thinking... As soon as it changed over, then the game should have been, been over. over. I don't like, know why do they have like the extra chance right, to like, yeah. try and score a yeah, try? Yeah. So I think maybe the officials were involved, and I'm not sure if Samoa gave them the ball. But have you seen anything in the news about that? No, I've just been talking to other people actually, and, and they've been saying yeah, the same thing. Some, some of my friends, oh really, yeah. suggested that too. Like close rugby followers? Not rugby followers, but just people who are into the World Cup. They're not like. They're not big rugby fans, but they're into the World Cup. So they kind of mentioned it um, when I was at work. And then I remember, like, I was talking to my mum back at home, and she said something about the Japan-Ireland game. Okay. So she reckons Ireland threw the game. Oh, really? Yeah. And also a lot of people around her thought the same thing. No, man, don't say this, man. This is, like, ruining my, like... Because Ireland, like, they were world number one at that point. Yeah. And then... And everyone that was watching was like, what the hell's going on? Ireland never play like this. But then, you know, who knows what can happen? It's a different country, Wait, different climate. I mean, but what would it take to get those teams to be like throwing the game or the refs? I mean, 
somebody also, paying somebody off. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But also because their group, Ireland, can qualify pretty easily. Yeah. Like even if they even if they lose to Japan, they'll still go through anyway. You know, they'll go through second or they'll go through top. Ireland already beat Scotland, which is yeah. the second strongest team in the group. So after that, then they play Japan. So it's almost like they can afford to lose one game. And then the other teams are going to be a walkover anyway. But what is the situation the right now? Is Japan already into the quarterfinals? Yeah, yeah. And so and so Ireland. Man, I was looking at this like Pollyanna situation. I was like, because when I was watching the game, and I was like, I was like, this is. I'm starting to think this is even more exciting than like American football. Because yeah, yeah, right. Not only are they going to win the game, but there's this whole reason to like go crazy at the end, at the end of the game to carry on watching it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Even though they like stuff in stuff in Samoa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. But uh, now to find out that there might be like <laughs> I've ruined a, it. I ruined the whole world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially like your mom saying that about like uh, Ireland throwing the game. Well, I remember my mom said it because one of her friends is Irish, and right. he said it. Right. So he said it to my mom. Well, was he just saying it because he's like, "There's no way Ireland would yeah, lose." Yeah, I think it. he was saying because he's Irish. He's biased, yeah. of course. So yeah. then, the, but then after what happened with Samoa, that got me thinking. Hold on a minute. It's a little strange. Maybe, maybe not. Probably strange. not, but you know. All right, we're gonna have to ask uh, maybe Jamie about that. Yeah, yeah. See what he thinks about it. But like, I mean, you're you're not a huge rugby fan, right? I'm, I I'm wasn't. Not a, I'm not a huge rugby fan either. Yeah. But since this World Cup has started, man, this this World Cup has been awesome. Like yeah. I've watched almost every game, every game that's been televised. Yeah. I've watched. Yeah. And they've all been like so exciting. Yeah. But then I, mean, I asked my like Japanese friends. Man, none of them care at all. Yeah, like a bunch of people at work like don't even know what's going on. So. Yeah. But then some people like are talking about it, and then like there's this one guy who played rugby in university in Japan, Japanese guy. One of your co-workers. Yeah. So he gave a speech. Remember how I said like our company like everyone takes a turn giving a speech in the morning. So he gave a speech on Saturday, uh, and he said that like he cried. He went, yeah, he went to both games as a supporter. Oh, nice. And yeah. he said he cried at both games. <laughs> why, why did he cry? Just because he was, like, just so touched to, like, see this, like... Because for him, it's like watching the Olympics, like, in person, you know, or something. Yeah. Or, like, you know, I mean, he grew up playing rugby. And then to, like, see, like, the World Cup of Rugby, like, right in front of him. So he's the only one that you know is, like, really into it. The well, only Japanese person. Plus a few other people I've uh, sitting around me and I've been talking about, I'll say, like, and, and the Japan was doing so well. Everyone's kind of been talking about it just around in my area, you know. But uh, yeah, and he's that guy who said he cried. He said like every game he's watched with Japan, he's been crying. Too, so. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about? We're talking about yeah, funerals. Yeah. Well, the other thing is uh, some people at work yeah, recently uh, had to go attend a funeral, so it kind of reminded me about funerals in Japan. I've been to like a handful of funerals in Japan for relatives or for co-workers and stuff and just remembered how different it is have you ever been to any funerals in Japan? I've I've been to one funeral in Japan but it wasn't a traditional Japanese style funeral but because it was the only funeral I went to I thought it was a traditional kind okay but what it was was um, they, they're not the family weren't Shinto or Buddhist, Buddhist. So I don't think they had any kind of religion. So what they had, they hired out, I guess there's the, the funeral room, 
uh, what do you call that, where they have the the casket with the person, right? So you can see their yeah. body. Yeah. So what what this funeral was, they had the casket at the, in the front of everyone, the main stage, yeah. and then it was just like all chairs around, like surrounding this casket, like lined up in rows. Yeah. And this funeral was for a, for a student. She was a high school student. Oh wow! So she was really young. Wow. And yeah. It was so sad. So yeah. sad. So like all. Um, the students in her grade they all came obviously all the teachers the parents and what we did we just sat there and then they would just play some some music music she liked they would have like a screen and sh- and showing pictures of her of when she was young and kind of like you know when you have like the wedding reel yeah it was like her life reel yeah yeah and and that's it and, and that's and we just sit, we just sat there and for about I guess it was about an hour it felt like yeah probably about an hour and no one really said anything like there was no person giving any speeches or anything and it was just people sitting there listening to this music thinking about her and it was so sad man like everyone were just bawling their eyes out that sounds rough yeah and I'd never been to one before and and I, I don't cry anything and I was bawling my eyes out man because you know the, when, when you see like the video and you see her life when she was a baby and her parents were there and they were like crying and then they had like all her all the things she achieved in her life like laid out in front of her and then one by one, everyone lined up and put like a rose into her casket. Yeah. Um, and then like said something, like a personal message or something like that. Yeah. So I thought that was a traditional wedding. But well, I was told after it wasn't. Some of the things that happened sound pretty traditional. Like, uh, especially at the end where they kind of all take a flower and put it in the casket. But that whole thing where like they're showing the video and stuff, I've never seen that. Right, so I think that was unique. So there was like, uh, there was no Buddhist priest doing anything. No. Yeah, so that's one thing is like, I mean, just like you were saying, there's basically like the two religions in Japan, Shinto and Buddhism. And like Shinto is usually for all like the celebratory things like weddings, uh, births all these things where you're, very, you're celebrating something and then for like the funerals it's kind of like based on Buddhist tradition mm. so usually well the, there's two days one is the wake which they call the Utsuya which is literally like the transition evening and then uh, that's where like a Buddhist monk will come and uh, usually like read a, a sutra which is usually like a teaching of like the Buddha to his disciples and stuff and but they'll have it basically in the same type of room big room with the casket up front with the person a lot of flowers and everything but they won't have like video but they'll have like a photo of the person and then the actual funeral is the next morning uh, and again the Buddhist monk will come and then after that in Japan they do the cremation of the body and so that's how it finishes for that day is that like first two days you yeah. have the wake and then the funeral yeah that's pretty standard is what my understanding is and uh, I've been to many wakes because usually they say if you're not family then you either go to the wake or you go to the funeral but you don't go to both and maybe that has to do with because the uh, family has to kind of give gifts 
in return to people who come to attend the funeral. Because the guests pay or like they, they give yeah. donate some kind of money, right? Yeah, they give the I think it's called codon or something, and that depends on like how close you were. Yeah. Some people say it ranges from like anywhere from like uh, you know like fifty dollars up to three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, I, I paid yeah five thousand yen, which is like fifty dollars. Yeah, so the, the funeral I went to. Have, speaking of which, have you heard anything about the money related to funerals and stuff? Money related to funerals? Yeah, money related to funerals. Obviously, funerals in Japan are quite expensive. Yeah, well, I, I, I heard yeah. the funerals in Japan are the most expensive funerals in the world. Oh, really? Yeah. In the world, wow. Yeah. So the average, yeah. well, this figure was uh, 2017, the average funeral cost was 1.4 million yen which is like 15,000 dollars yeah. US dollars yeah. that was the average in 2017 for all of Japan for all of Japan yeah. okay. I, I've heard yeah that I figure, heard it's going down that figure's going down though. well I've heard they have like the less expensive versions now just because yeah. they're like so it's just like a few thousand dollars or something but I've heard the like uh, I don't know if it's just for Sapporo I wouldn't expect so because Sapporo's not an expensive place in Japan but like funerals are usually like as much as weddings yeah so they can be like yeah up to $15,000 or even twenty, thirty thousand. and I've heard that they kind of arrange like weddings now too so they have these funeral companies where you could request specific items yeah like, we want these kind of flowers we want this photo and then they also itemize each kind of item that you want like, yeah. a, like a wedding you know? yeah exactly and within that have you have you heard of the kaimyo do you know what the kaimyo is so in that's the thing in like a Buddhist tradition or a Buddhist funeral like the spirit leaves the body completely so there's like no attachment to the body you know like in some religions talk about they go to the, like the afterlife right, or something right. but in Buddhists it's all about separation of the spirit and apparently this like takes a total of like 49 years or something but anyways that first part separating the body from the spirit from the body if you use the person's name then the spirit will return so they give a special name and that's called the kaimyo. So you have heard about yeah, that. Yeah, and that and costs, you've heard about some of the scandal about right, that. Right, that costs yeah. a lot of money, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the more they pay, families pay, like the more elaborate kaimyo, special name that they'll receive. So there's a lot of controversy these days about, you know, funeral homes charging, trying to charge a lot. Well, it's not, isn't it the, the temples that they're charging or the shrines? What? Because it's the monks or okay. the shrines that are giving the name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, exactly, yeah. How much they're contributing to, right. yeah, to the shrine. Yeah, yeah, so, and, and, and I heard, like, they can go up to, like, one million yen to, like, choosing the name. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I don't 10, know how much thousand dollars. Yeah. Which is crazy, too. Yeah. Which is another interesting thing because apparently, like, right after a funeral... You're not supposed to go directly home. You're supposed to go to like a very public place, like go out to eat or go shopping or something. Because otherwise the spirits will follow you back to your home and stuff. Oh, so like directly after the funeral. Yeah. You're supposed to go somewhere else. Yeah. So, like, those days, the, the ceremony, there's the 7th and the 49th, like, yeah. when you get, like, a Buddhist monk that comes to the house to pray or chant, 
you also have to give them money. Yeah. And I heard there's no set fee of what you should give. So you kind of supposed to give what you feel like you should give, which is obviously very hard for someone who hasn't experienced a deaf and deaf family before. Yeah. So my friend said that when her grandmother died, a monk came round and I heard that the money can range from, and I've written it down, it can range from uh, as a gift from like 3,000 yen to 30,000 yen, depending on the circumstance. So if you're rich, it's a big range. Yeah, so if you're rich, you pay more money. So it depends on what on your shrine that you belong to or the temple you belong to. Okay. So the best thing to do is to ask advice from the monk of the temple you belong to on how much money you should present, present to the monk that comes around. Because it's, it's basically, it's not, a, it's not a fee. Well, they don't call it a fee. They call it a gift that you give to the monk for their trouble for coming around. But they don't ask you for the money like when they come around to your house. They don't say, okay, you got to give me this amount of money. You have to just prepare the money in advance and give it to them. And they're not going to complain how much you give them. So people always get confused or they get anxious about how much they should give. So the advice they say is ask your temple beforehand so you know how much to give. Because then the temple knows how poor you are, how rich you are, how much money you have, how much you should give. Oh, really? Yeah, but it ranges from, yeah, 3,000 to 30,000. Could be even more if, like, you're super rich. I mean, it's hard to make that decision because obviously you kind of want to do the best thing possible for the spirit and stuff. You yeah, know? you don't so, want to go cheap, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if, you know, you just want to kind of... Supposedly, you're supposed to give what you can. That's that's the rule. Yeah. So if you're obviously rich, you can give more. If you're yeah. not so rich, you can give less. Yeah. yeah. How about this uh, thing in Japan where, like, uh, obviously they do uh, cremation, whereas... Have you been to a cremation before? Yeah, actually, I, I've only been to one. It was for a family member, a relative. And, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, it was... Uh, I did pretty intense. Right? It was. I think it was more intense for, like, some of the family members because, A, you kind of see the person... Uh, obviously when they're living then you see them you know after they've died in the casket and then like within like a few hours so what happens is like after the uh, the formal uh, funeral service everybody gets into a bus and you transfer to a different location to a crematorium they don't do the crematorium in the same place as a funeral house or the cremation and uh, and then there's like a ceremony in the actual crematorium room where they're gonna put the body uh, into where it's uh, cremated, and then it takes a certain amount of time to cremate the body, obviously, anywhere from like apparently 30 minutes up to like two hours, depending on how old the person was. You know? And uh, yeah, so during that period while you're waiting, everyone actually eats lunch. They have a bento. Oh, right. Yeah. Like a special... Special bento, <laughs> yeah. But at, like, the... Uh, and so when I went... That's actually pretty good, because that's actually another thing that happens, is, like, because the night of the wake, everyone actually stays with the body that night, like the family members. They sleep. They sleep with them, or stay over in well, the same Well, there's, like, room. a big room where the... Uh, 
the wake takes place and there's like a, a room connected to that like a huge tatami room and everyone just like drinks like crazy <laughs> it's like super wasted like unbelievably wasted and all the kids just like party and stuff so it's like I mean part of it is because like all these family members haven't seen each other for so long or the only time they see each other is like this type of so is it kind of like a happy time it's a super happy time yeah. and uh, so that's one thing so then also then during the cremation like everybody's kind of eating and you would kind of think like everyone would be in like a western situation a Christian wedding yeah a Christian funeral <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very similar, but uh, I mean, you would think like I mean, I think most people. I don't know actually. I guess they do have like dinners at like funerals and stuff, but it's kind of like at this very somber location where the cremation is occurring and eating. I mean, you kind of think like everybody would be a little bit like quiet. But everyone's still kind of like talking. I don't think people are drinking really, but they're still talking and they're just acting normal. And then after that, you go into the room and. Uh, do you want to... Uh, yeah, no, be... Yeah. Do you want Nihonshu? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you know? Atsukan. Hi. Ochoko Niko. Hi. So, yeah, everybody goes into the room, and then they do what's called Kotsuage, which is where they do the bone transfer. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, and they put the uh, bones and the ashes into an urn, and, uh, again, they start from, like, the feet, and they go up, and they have special chopsticks and you pass the everybody stands around the body and you uh, pick up the chopsticks and you pass them to the next person and they put it into the urn and that's of course the reason why you're never supposed to pass food or anything with chopsticks because the only time you do that is when you're doing the ceremony of putting the, the uh, ashes of the person and the bones into the body but the thing is like after the body comes out they like comments about how like uh, like the family members will comment about how like clean like the bones are which basically means like the person was really healthy or not healthy and all this stuff but like yeah I've seen some people get like family members get like really uncomfortable in that situation because you know just like two hours ago they were seeing the body or like a few weeks ago or, or whatever they were seeing when the person was still alive and then all of a sudden yeah they're like uh, seeing this like ashes of the how did, person how did you feel when you said that well that was the thing I was kind of with like uh, oh boy this Japanese style sake pouring I pour for Burke Burke pours for me as we talk so about this uh, somber topic the yeah. Japanese sake is very appropriate yeah so when I was with the family members like some of them were kind of freaking out about it a little bit because they were like shocked to kind of see like the ashes of the person like right there yeah were they like what, like crying or just in, like, being hysterical kind of thing no it was they were kind of like freaked out by it they were like a little bit taken back by it was it the first time or is it just because it no, was, it was well person? I think for that person who reacted that way it may have been their first time but they were old no it couldn't have been the first time because they were older they were an older person I think it was just because it was somebody they were very close to so that was a little like uh, a little shocking cheers Have you ever been to a Japanese graveyard? No, I've been by, been past them, but I've never like been, actually been into one. Because like, if you see a Japanese grave, obviously it has a person's name on it, 
But apparently now, if you go to graveyards these days, you'll see a lot of graves where the letters are in red. Do you have any no, guesses as to why the what does that mean? names would be in red? No guesses? Red, okay. Red, yeah. Red, red means on the grave. The they, were a, they were a terrible person. There's actually quite a bit of this red these days. So they would mean something really bad. That would, that would mean there's like a lot of bad people. So. All right, uh, red. Whatever. Red. I'll give you a hint. What else can you think of as red? Blood. Okay. So, why is blood normally significant for a person? Uh, because it signifies that they're alive. Exactly. So if their name is in written red, it kind of means they're still alive, but in their grave. It's close. They're actually still alive, still alive. They're not dead. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So you'll see like these graves now in red. All right, but how about this? Is the name on their grave the new name that the monk gave them? Or is it like their original name? I think it's their original name. Because again, that's, I think that's where the person's resting. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, two, re well, two things that I know about this. One, for example, apparently it's kind of expensive to get engravings on your gravestone. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for example, sometimes when the husband will pass away first, they'll put the wife's name on the gravestone at that point, anyways. But they'll still put it. They'll put it in red because the person is still alive. Ah. And then after they die, they'll take the red away. So a lot of family graves have a bunch of names in red. Well, I think they're some, still alive. I don't know if it's uh, like one gravestone have many names. I think maybe it'll only have like two, like husband and wife. But the other thing is because it's like. Uh, becoming so crowded in these graveyards, many people are buying their gravestones and their space before they pass away. Yeah. But they'll have it in red until they actually pass away. So they have a gravestone. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I don't know what it's like in America, but in England, people have bought their land, the area where they're going to be buried. But there's nothing there. It's just that they bought space because otherwise someone yeah. else will take that space. Yeah, but how soon do they buy it? They would buy it as soon as possible. So, like, say, um, like my when my grandfather passed away, so he would have his plot of land where he's been buried, and then they pretty much bought the plot of land next to him for my grandma, even though she's still alive. So they'll buy it as soon as they know that someone is going to get buried in a place. They'll try and buy it around the same area. Okay. Uh, so that was five years ago. So my grandma has a grave plot for her for five years oh, okay. but she could live until you know god knows how long much longer yeah, yeah. actually i have seen that like uh do you know the tv show billions yeah yeah that? yeah i love that show yeah. do you remember the episode where uh wags the, like second in command yeah yeah bought his grave with the, yes yeah and he had to buy it he had to pay a lot of money yeah. for it because somebody bought it before yeah yeah, yeah. Why, why did he I think he wanted it in that graveyard because it was like somewhere specific in Manhattan obviously space in Manhattan is very limited you pay like a million dollars or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it does happen yeah. yeah but in Japan yeah they'll put it in red uh, before that I have uh, I have one question actually you know yeah. like the, the movie Departures oh awesome movie so yeah. that movie so there's that few like 
basically the guy's job is to dress people for a, dress the dead for a funeral yeah which he didn't know he was applying for that job right, yeah, yeah. Did, does that still happen today like the funerals that you've been to have you been to that kind of ceremony I've never been to that ceremony and I've heard I don't know if it's true but just from what I've read I think it's becoming less common and I think it's probably expensive as well it is I but I think the other thing is like I think that happens when the person passes away like at home because then they'll come to the home and they'll do that ceremony where they prepare the body yeah. at home and everything and uh, but I think obviously with like elderly people going into like uh, retirement homes and everything or assisted living or whatever I think uh, from what I understand it's become less common now but uh, so you've never seen it I've never seen that I mean that movie was an amazing movie yeah, yeah one of the best movie at the Oscars yeah I mean, or something yeah, yeah 2011 maybe something yeah I mean I don't want to say I want to see that ceremony just because that's like you know you don't want to see somebody you know, having that ceremony done for them, but yeah. but that movie was really well done, and like the way he had to learn how to do that and everything. Yeah. Did they, did they show the cremation in that movie? They did. I think it's yes, about, yeah. they did. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like one of my friends told me that he went to one of those cremation from a family member, and they have to break the bones to make them fit into that yeah I saw that happen so it's one person's job I don't know whose it is maybe the strongest person there or something to like smash the bones out yeah so that's got to be pretty intense well when I was at the cremation they were doing that and then somebody was asked to do it and they couldn't really do it it's not so much because they were like uh, they didn't want to do it but it was just like they didn't really know how to do it and so the actually this person at the crematorium like helped him out and did it for them but yeah that's that's a little uh, disturbing too like yeah. sit there smashing the bones in right there, so it's usually like a relative like a son or a, yeah. an uncle that smashes the bones up to fit into the urn yeah, yeah. I don't think I could do that what uh, I mean kind of wrapping it up here a little bit but uh, what's your feeling on uh, when you have to leave this wonderful earth that we're on dude if I when I when I pass I'm not not even when I pass before I pass I want to just like jump off a cliff somewhere so my body just disappears Into so I don't have to I don't want to have a funeral because I don't want the burden of someone having to pay do that for my body to get rid to get rid of my body I'd yeah. just rather just disappear all the expenses yeah yeah forget about it and then I'll just leave a note saying you know I've gone some I've committed suicide um, don't have a funeral for me don't spend all the money yeah that's how, that's how I want to that's how I want to go but don't isn't that I mean some people I don't I mind mean, people having a party or anything but yeah. I just don't want them to like spend loads of money on the funeral right. service when if they, especially if they don't have the body you know I've had, I've had that thought before too but isn't that a little bit like but what about for the people who want that very somber closure to deal with it on their own that's true that's true but you know it's, your, my, it's, your it's my body right <laughs> it's my death yeah yeah I should be able to choose how I want to go you know? what if you uh, 
Actually, yeah, that would be a, that'd be the ideal way to do it on your own terms. But I've heard of like people because of that reason, like they don't want to burden their family with funeral costs. That literally they just disappear, and they don't even tell their family where they've gone. So they've killed themselves, but they haven't told anyone. And be, but because of that reason, the family never gets closure. So that's kind of a probably not a very ideal way to do it to I leave think your family hanging yeah you'd probably have to like at least leave a note talk your family into it over maybe a, from a younger age so they kind of know that's what they gotta expect right you gotta yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't just pull it fast on suddenly yeah well what about uh, if you had to choose between burial in the ground or cremation uh, that I'm not too fussed about whatever's easier I guess cremation is probably better for the environment, isn't it? Because if you, because you know, it takes up less space. Definitely takes up yeah, less space. I mean, graves. If you get buried, it takes a lot of space. Yeah. yeah. So, I think for environmental issues, I'd rather get cremated, yeah. or maybe not even, you know, get my ashes put into the ground. Maybe just get my ashes scattered into the ocean or something. Yeah. But wouldn't uh, I think actually do that? Throw it in the bin. <laughs> Then, then, like, whenever anybody wants to come, like, pay their respects, they got to go to that toilet, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they'll get a good laugh out of it, you know. <laughs> like, man, man, it was really nice knowing you. And by the way, I, I got I to use the bathroom, so <laughs> don't mind me. Taking a, taking a thumb on my head. <laughs> well, on that much lighter note, and uh, maybe we could wrap this one up a bit. So. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, any final words? Um... Just, uh, yeah, if you'd like to support the show, please uh, please leave us a donation. Also now, before, we had a donation link that you can only be a PayPal member. But now i figured it out that you can be a PayPal member or not. So you can pay by credit card directly by clicking on the, the new link. So if you'd like to support the podcast, send a donation with your credit card if you're not a PayPal member. And uh, yeah, do the usual like, save, share, review. Apple Podcasts, right? Yeah. That's the place now to do it's it. changed a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah please do that. And uh, yeah, hope to catch you next time, guys. Thanks. Cheers.